Welcome to MJ's Magic Hour. Less than an hour, yet jam-packed with New Earth Magic. I'm your host, Magdalena Jensen, transformative coach and mediator. Let's jump right in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to MJ's Magic Hour. I think we're on episode 12 already, which is very, very exciting. So happy to be back with you all. I had to take a couple of weeks off to go to England and was fortunate enough to be able to have brunch with this doll that we have with us today. Nina, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you've agreed to guest on MJ's Magic Hour. Uh, I would love it if you could please introduce yourself and then we have a million things that I want us to talk about. So we'll dive right in. Thank you, my love. Thank you, Magda, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So my name is Nina, and I am a well-being mentor, sound healer, practitioner, um, all of the things. I don't really know what to call me, Um, but I delve into a few magical things. And I just love to help people find their they find their own inner teacher and inner wisdom. So that's kind of what I do with the magical tools that I've acquired over the years. I love it because I feel like we're quite aligned on our uh, mission, let's say, um, as well. That is something that is what I feel my highest purpose is to support people to hear themselves, to trust themselves. Um, And I love how we've kind of flown into our own ways of doing so. Um, It's very exciting. Uh, You, I met you when I came to a women's circle at your house, your home in London, just over a year ago. Um, And it was such a magical experience and being in your energy and in your space was so mm, healing and inspiring. Um, And I just remember thinking, I wanna do what she's doing. (laughs) So I I went and trained as a women's circles facilitator as well. And I'm really excited to be able to host circles now too. And maybe one day we'll collaborate. I think we will collaborate one day on something. 100%. So let's dive in. There are literally so many things that I'd like to talk about. And I kind of want to start with what uh, you were just saying that you don't really know how to call yourself. Um, I kind of want to start there because for me, that just is a sign of the amount of transformation that you're going through, that I've been going through, that the world is going through. Um, And I'm kind of curious hmm when i drop that word transformation into this space what comes up for you big sigh (laughs) right and um and honestly like right now in this moment it's my jam Mm. um my human feels exhausted but like my my soul is here for endless transformation and I feel like I'm always saying the same when people ask me how I am I'm like 
my God, you know, it's just so much is happening and so much is shifting and so much growth. And, um, and I think that's what it is. And I love it. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we're here for. Um, and it's not easy every day, but it's kind of like why we're here. So yeah. I'm into it. I'm into yeah. transforming. I'm into shifting and changing and evolving. So yes. Yes. So we've just come off of Equinox last week. We entered Libra season, which is um, a very balancing harmony, a call to balance and harmony. We are off a new moon at the weekend, an invitation to new beginnings. It seems like for me, all of those things kind of also wrap up in transformation. And I'm, I'm curious, how has the astrological cosmic moments of late, how do you relate to them and how have they been for you? Mm. So I feel like every time that we come to the end of an astrological season, I personally really feel the, um, the need to shift into a new element. So yay, Virgo season is over. Yay, we step into Libra. So moving away from more earth to more air. Um, and it's been it's been definite big shift. Obviously, in the UK, we have a real shift in seasons, and we can really feel it from like literally from one day to the next. So that's been big as well. It's like okay, no, I'm not just wearing my cute little sandals anymore. I need to like literally shift my tools, um, whether it's the shoes I wear or the things I eat or the way that I move, um, or how much I'm outputting. Hmm. So. Yes, it's been, uh, I held quite a bit of space last week, which was beautiful, so I could really be in it. Um, and one of the circles I held uh, was on the eve of the equinox, and I just really dived fully into the abundance of Lib Libra season and the abundance of the equinox and just bringing in more things into the altar space as well, into the mandala and center and bringing in pomegranate and apple and really kind of honoring and expanding a bit more because what I've always put in the, in, you know, in the mandala are crystals and candles and flowers, but now I'm kind of like expanding that a little bit more and involving food and just kind of, I guess it's a reflection of my own uh, understanding of abundance. Mm. And I think that, you know, we're just in, you know, what we, one week just about into Libra season. So yeah, still feeling into the shift, but definitely um, a big call on boundaries at the moment, mm -hmm. um, which invites us into more balance, right? So yeah, it's a real opportunity to take stock and to pause, which I've been grateful to have done um and so now i'm just ready for this next few months before we get into like the holiday season i suppose mm. um, it feels like that last stretch of the year um i would like to ask you about uh, what you touched on the cyclical nature of not only the year but our ourselves 
and how I'd like I'd love to hear from you kind of from like from a teacher perspective. How can we understand the cycles of the year, how we relate to them, and how could we maybe work with them a little bit? Yes, so a very easy way, um, as I just mentioned, is every astrological season is paired with an element. Um, so we'll move from earth into air, and then from air we'll move into water, I believe, and then fire, yes. And so that's a really nice way to kind of check in with yourself and, and shift with the element. Earth, it's to the earth of your body, right? Your system, your physical self. So maybe tending to your structures, your foundations um, to look at during an earth astrological season. We move into air, which relates more to thoughts, to the mind. So maybe we'll be experiencing more up here during an air season. So being aware of that helps us to keep in balance mm -hmm. at any given point. Uh, we move into water, more emotional aspect is highlighted. And fire is more passionate and kind of yang, forward pulling force. Um, so how do we how do we how do we shift with that? How do we allow ourselves to go through cycles? Um, I use the elements because there's four of them. So it kind of helps me not think of 12 different things I need to think about if we look at astrology, just kind of four different things. So that feels quite helpful and quite imbalanced because one element always comes after the other. So you're inevitably, when you're done doing the four, you'll, you'll be back in earth again, and then again, air, and again, water, and then again, fire. So that's a nice way to kind of um, give yourself an opportunity to check in by tuning into the shift of elements hmm. uh, that's happening. So that would be one nice way to do it. Um, and just look to nature. Hmm. Nature is going to teach you and is going to show you the way. Hmm. Uh, depending on where you are and depending on the climate that's around you, you will be receiving different inputs than me. Like you're in Mexico City, I'm in London. We're not gonna be receiving the same from nature, um, but we are always going to be receiving from nature. So it's just about tuning in. And a lot of us in the UK, I'll speak for myself, we like to complain about the weather and think that it's better somewhere else, um, which inevitably, yes, might be the case, but also how can we drop that attachment to the sunny good weather? And how can we actually allow for the gray, allow for the drizzle, allow for the darkness of winter and not have so much of an issue with that? Mm. That's a hard one for me personally. I'm very, um, in Polish, I, you might say I'm a meteopath, like I'm kind of obsessed with the weather and how it affects me. So it's interesting that concept of trying to lean into it and just sort of work with what comes instead of fight what comes. Because um, I'm always like, oh God, where's the sun? And where is it? Why? Like I'm so driven by the sun. I'm born in California. It's just, 
I have a lot of pitta fire energy. It's just just how it is. Um, and that's definitely an interesting one, a challenge for me and a tricky one. Um, but I kind of want to shift us because you were speaking about nature, or maybe not shift us, naturally transition us, speaking about nature. I've talked about this before on this podcast, I believe. Hmm. Because we are nature, and nature is always kind of moving in perfection, let's say, or in terms of timing, everything is unfolding exactly as it needs to be. And because we are nature, I have found for myself that um, I am able to teach myself to trust and chill the F out a lot more by being able to just trust in the divine timing of things because I am nature. Um, and I'm kind of curious what, when I say like divine timing and I use that word trust, what comes up for you? This is something you and I have spoken about a lot. Um, and I think it's probably been a parallel lesson for both of us recently in recent times. And so I'm really curious, like what has your journey been with that concept of divine timing, trust, surrender? Mm been a journey, an ongoing one. <laughs> um, and really, I mean, even perfect example, just with this, with this podcast, mm. the timings, la la la, whatever time zones, Mercury, we can blame all of the things. But ultimately, it happens just when it needs to happen. Mm -hmm. We've got an extra 20 minutes here to breathe. Everything is happening just as it needs. So I am, if anything, that has really, really shifted the way that I live my life. I think it's, it's cultivating this, cultivating this trust and this faith. And it really comes down to, like you said, this cyclical nature that we are. And for me personally, I've managed to to surrender and to find such trust in the universe because I honor the nature in me, like you said. Tell so, me more about like specifics because yeah. that's something that you and I might understand because we're speaking the same language, but someone listening might be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> 100%. I mean, things like, let's go back to the women's circle. That's a great example that I often use. Of course, when I started the women's circles, I wanted like them to be full. I want 10 people there and I want everyone to share their wisdom and I want everyone to receive everyone's wisdom. And I want that. I know it's good. I know it serves people. I know people are going to receive and it's going to be amazing, right? That's what I want. Mm. Now, what serves the greater good sometimes is not what I want. <laughs> And so I've learned that a lot with the women's circles because I want them to be full um, and it's not always the case. Mm. And so I've learned to truly, truly trust the number of bookings that come in and the people who need to be there. And I've noticed the relationship with the cycles. So for example, a full moon we generally typically have a bit more energy. And it's so interesting how I've noticed that the full moons are fuller because mm. we want to get out there, because we want to connect, because we're up for it. 
And on a new moon, we're sometimes, oftentimes feeling a bit more low energy, more inward. And so maybe the circles aren't so busy or so chatty. Mm. Really noticed that over the last you know, year and a half that I've been holding these circles. And so now I just like, I just don't need, it's not up to me who comes. Like, yes, I'll do my print and I'll do my marketing, but like, there's a moment where I'm like, well, whoever this needs to reach, it reaches. And the rest is not up to me. Mm. And I've applied this to everything in my life. And mm. Some places are harder than others. I'm no uh, surrender queen. I'm fully like everybody else writing the great mystery of life. But yeah, it's that knowing that you know, this force that keeps the stars in check or the planets moving as they are and nothing's colliding into each other and the earth is still here doing its thing, like that energy is the same energy that keeps our blood pumping through our heart and through our body. So why am I not going to be taken care of the same way that all of the planets are in their orbit? I'm right on track. So I love that. I love that comparison and that analogy. I just want to pause and let that land for people. You are, we are right on track, just like every single planet, every single star, every single butterfly and bee and flower. We're all just right on track, exactly where we need to be. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing it. I have like goosebumps rippling through me. It's just such a truth, isn't it? A word that came up when you were speaking as well is, um, I noted it down for myself to make sure I had to come back to it, is a concept that's perhaps not so popular in our society these days, and that is humility. I feel like this, um, this trust, this surrender deeply requires humility. And I'm curious, um, I was even speaking with a coaching client about this the other day. Um, they were saying that they feel that they can control certain things. And I'm not here to tell them that they can't, they have to come to that conclusion themselves. But I feel like that word humility, had I thought to drop it into the space at the time, might have been helpful. <laughs> I'm curious, what's your take on and what's your journey with that word or that idea of humility? Yeah, what a humbling experience life really is. <laughs> In all of the magic and surrender, it is a constant, yeah, humbling practice. Like, it's, you know, it's been a challenging time and I've realized lately that, like, I'm not confused. I'm just a little bit self-absorbed. Hmm. And that, I was chatting to a friend when that came out and I just had to pause and I was like, oh yeah, I'm not confused. I'm just self-absorbed and it's just about me. And it's like, how can I shift this me into we? Because that's, that's what it is. And so, as you know, it's like, I want them to be full and to all you know, build community and all the things. But it's that humbling experience when you're, when you have two people there and you think it's going to be not great and, or you think, 
you're going to need to pull from you don't know where because the timing is going to be too short or you know whatever the thoughts come up and it's just being able to when the night comes to a close to be able to sit with yourself and be like it was perfect mm -hmm. i wouldn't have changed a thing mm -hmm. and it's just a lesson every time that i sense my ego grasping I need these people to sign up or I want them to come. It's just like, what an agonizing place to be. Mm. And so now with enough practice of putting something out, wanting people to come, not getting the results you think you want, all of that stuff. And just being like, it's not up to me. All mm. I can do is just show up, create the space, create the booking thing so people can find me. The rest is not, is not like a, it's not my job. Mm. And so that's how I guess people talk about like co-creating with the universe. I guess this is what it is. And it is humbling because our ego likes to know and life is unknown. Mm. So there yes. we have a clash. Mm. Our ego wants to know and life is unknown. So how can we be more comfortable in the unknown? More in awe, more surprised. Like it's so much better than what your ego can think of. Mm. Life has better plans for you. <laughs> all of this, all of this rings so true for me and it is so against the popular count, the mainstream narrative, the typical way of being. And I don't even know what, I don't even know if I have a question or, or really anything. It's just kind of like, how, how is it that you and I have been able to arrive at these kinds of conclusions and this way of being in the world and others haven't <laughs> and when is that going to change when it when are we going to find that true shift um, because i believe that that's the shift that's necessary right i believe that that's what's coming um and in fact i was speaking with someone about this yesterday and i've spoken about this on this podcast before as well that like i think that the kind of pre-patriarchal matriarchal era of human societies was very much about the collective um so much to, so detrimentally so out of balance so the patriarchy is so much about the i the self the me and i believe deeply that we're shifting into what you just called co-creation this concept of i within the collective um and that's our the new era that's coming and I'm curious, kind of, are you, do you see that as well? Are you kind of on track with what I'm talking about? Do you believe that that's where we're headed? I think it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's not coming. It's already here. Mm. And I think we need to shift our focus to the fact that it already is here. Mm. I think feel myself personally i feel that the more we think it's coming 
the more it takes away from our capacity to see what's already here. Mm, beautiful. Totally. Totally. So big word for me this week or the last few days in my sphere is appreciation. Um, we must appreciate what is here. And while it's crazy right now, <laughs> every day is like an epic mission. I think we need to shift our focus to what is already here. Like it's already happening, guys. It's already shifting. So I feel we need to like really act like it's already here. Yeah. It's not coming later. It's not for in five years. It's right now. Mm. I think that's the shift that's mm. going to pivot things very quickly. Mm. Uh, stop delaying this reality that we're waiting for. Mm. It's here. And there is nothing else but now. So, yeah. In true yeah. yogic philosophy. Now is the only time. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. And it speaks to me great deeply. And I'm just like, yes, girl, I'm with you a million percent. And thank you for pointing that out. It feels very humbling for me as well to hear that. Um, and I'm curious for someone who lives maybe a little bit more in survival mode than myself. I am by no means wealthy and I'm always trying to make ends meet at the end of the month. Let's be clear on that. And I have great trust that everything is taken care of. I don't have to really worry that much. Everything is taken care of for me. And I know that there are people out there that are truly in survival mode. They don't have somewhere to sleep. They don't have food. They can't pay their bills. We have, we're just inundated with this constant fear matrix of needing to survive. How do we speak to or support those people with this quite, I don't, I'm not trying to be pejorative with this at all, with the word I'm about to use, with this kind of fluffy talk? Yeah. 100%. There's a humbling question you asked me. I don't know. Hmm. I don't have the answer. And I am always trying to find ways hmm. to make it more grounded. Hmm. Um, it's, it's very challenging. And I don't, I'm not informed enough with like I'm not a trauma therapist. I only have my own experience to base off of. Um, so I can't speak to some of the struggles that people are experiencing and how this can even begin to land for them. And that's work that I have to still do. Mm -hmm. And so I humbly put my hand up and say, I honestly don't know. And it's something that I, that keeps me up a little bit. It's like, well, mm -hmm. if, you know, if we're here to serve, then like, are we here to only serve the people who can afford it? No, at least uh, not me. Um, I just sense my ego there, at least not me. It's like, well, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So I have work to do to how to make my work more accessible or how can I create spaces that are fully open and inclusive and where people don't 
you know, like removing the friction of like, maybe it's the wording of the event, maybe, you know, whatever it is that doesn't make people feel welcome. Hmm. And that's, that's part of my responsibility and my, yeah, my job to like figure that out in some ways. Um, while honoring that, like, I might not always know, and that I know I'm also not the teacher for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important to know, as well as teachers, healers, coaches, mentors, whatever beautiful word you like to use. I think it's important to know that we can't help everyone. We are not everyone's teacher. And it doesn't mean that we don't go and explore ways where we can be more in service but it's it's holding the two right Mm -hmm. it's for a long time i i didn't do anything and i shut myself off because i wasn't serving all the people that needed serving and but then i sat with myself and i was like is that is that helpful not really so it's it's Libra season, it's this balance, right? Mm-hmm. How can we how can we reach those who truly truly would benefit so much from this? Because there is no other like outlet, there is no other invitation. You know, someone with more resources might have loads of invitations to jump into this kind of work or explore this these parts of themselves. Um, so yeah, I don't really know. I'm still exploring that and I think there's a lot of uh, progression to be made Hmm. something that comes to mind for me at this moment now is that there is so much talk in the spiritual industry let's say around um, abundance right and you um, need to fill your cup and overflow in order to serve and you you know, can make so much money and there's so much like, oh, 20K months and all this random capitalist, exploitative blah, blah. When I'm sitting here thinking like, what about sufficiency? What happened to the concept of sufficiency? That it's like enough and we don't need to keep having more, 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 more. And for me, that's been a really big one from this year, Um, kind of existing within sufficiency. Um, My income has been a lot less than in previous years as I've been, I moved, growing a new business, all these things. And so I've had to learn to play with that idea of sufficiency of having enough. And I've always, always have enough. It's incredible when you, shift from that like need to create abundance all the time that's like stressful to just being like "Mm, it's great I have enough I have enough to buy my groceries I have enough to pay to attend the sound healing I want to attend I have enough to buy myself a new pair of pants um I have enough to get a, a massage in my home you know I mean it's it's enough and I feel like perhaps that concept is maybe key to something to something here that we're talking about this idea of accessibility of um broadening the spectrum of our impact yeah i don't know where i'm going with that it just came to me i love that a hundred percent i love that because 
sufficiency means you have enough awareness to know that you're good. Mm. And so when you know that you're good, then it becomes very helpful to be like, hey, do you, do you want this? Take it. Mm. Yeah. So giving is, is, a, is a natural byproduct of, of, of awareness of your sufficiency. Yeah. And that is obviously a different, that it will be different for everyone, what is sufficient. Um, and that's, we go back to humility. Mm. Can you be humble enough to truly be like, is this a want or is this a need? Mm. Where do those two sit? Um, and yeah, I completely, yeah, I love that. I think sufficiency is an important thing to bring into the mix because uh, it's not talked about enough. <laughs> and like you say, this kind of hyperabundance, um, which I find myself judging a lot and I don't want to be in that space. I want to honor and admire and Big up to all the people with your 20K months out there. You are incredible. Big Agreed. up. Totally. 100%. Amazing. Like I, it used to trigger me so much until I realized like what it takes to hold that level of wealth. It takes mm. work. Mm. So I appreciate all of that. And there's something to say for sufficiency and knowing when enough is enough. And different times will call for different things in your life. You know, like you said, you just went through a big move, big changes, like, yeah, we're not always going to be at a 10. We're not always going to have those 10K months. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Like nature, like the rose bush is not always at a 10. So be humble enough to be just like everything else around you. Mm-hmm. You're not always going to be at a 10 and always on top and always the leader and always on top of your co-creation with the universe. Like... Because uh, it's life, it's human life. And you go up, go down, you go up, you go down, you go right and you go left and it's a big old journey, right? Yeah, and that's just totally okay. And being okay with that okayness, right? Um, For me, that's kind of it in terms of the work, right? And there's not that much more to do than that um, other than just be okay with exactly what's here and now. and I want to I want to segue a wee bit and use this moment for that segue and talk about um, some of the because I, I mean I can say that now right I can say that I'm okay in the here and now and I'm happy in my sufficiency and etc cetera, etc cetera, right like I feel great right now I don't always feel great. Um, and in order to get me to myself to this point in my, with my relationship with my ego mind and my heart and my kind of energetic body and human body and all the things like it's taken me a lot of work and a lot of regular energy practices. For example, you used that, um, term as well when, with regards to holding wealth and holding more. And I'm curious, because I, as I observe you, I know that that is, and something very much I admire about you, is how much you are attuned to your energy and what kind of practices you use. Um, and I would love if you'd like to share some. What are your energy practices? How important are they? Um, yeah. It's everything. If you don't know me, 
Um, I'm all about the daily practice. It is fundamental. And so understanding that every day is a new opportunity for anything, which means different needs and different um, capacities as well. So, I mean, until I think what changed everything was doing the, my yoga teacher training and receiving a huge amount of tools to tend to myself, um, whether it's my physical body or my energy body through breath work and Kriya, working with Kundalini, um, working with Mantra. Um, and so the practices will shift with nature, with the times. Um, and I'm not always in a rigorous kind of set daily practice, which um, we call sadhana. It's a Sanskrit word for daily spiritual practice. Um, and I'm not always in a rigorous set practice, but I go into like 21 or 40 day bouts of doing the same thing every single day. Um, and I experience tremendous shifts when I anchor into those. Um, and then there are times when I'm a bit more fluid and I'll wake up in the morning and just be like, hmm, what do we need today? Um, and that's a way that I have found some balance between the rigorous practice and the more fluid, um, which I find is beneficial for me because everything is rigorous practice, then there's no fun. <laughs> it's just, I don't want to do it. So I know that about myself. So I don't set myself up for failure in a way. I set myself up for success where I'm like, okay, mm. I can focus for 21 days. You know, I look at everything else that's going on in my life. If I'm going to be traveling, if not, if I have like, you know, my best friend's birthday on one of the weekends, like things like that. Like, honestly, I'm like, well, maybe now's not a good time because I know I'm not going to be like 100% focused. Mm. So I won't force myself if I feel like it's not something that I can genuinely do. Um, it's not genuinely do. We can always do. It's what I choose to do. So with that, um, I mean, it goes from breath work, uh, what we call breath work, but really pranayama and kriya practices. Um, I'm also a Reiki practitioner. So Reiki has been a huge part of my journey and being able to um, yeah, give Reiki to myself has been a, the biggest blessing as well. Um, so, and things like, I mean, movement, dance, um, ecstatic dance, things like that, whether it's sitting uh, ceremonially with tea or with cacao, um, it looks like a million different ways and, and I hope everyone goes out to explore different things because not everything will speak to you and not every practice will be what you need at any given time. And so I do that to check in with myself, you know, when it's 40 degrees outside, I'm not going to be doing like vinyasa practices mm -hmm. because that is more yang. I've got enough yang. I don't need more yang. And it's really interesting even to think of like, Vinyasa and you know this fast-paced breath, move one breath, one movement practice. 
which does nothing but irritate more of the yangness in our world. So it's great that we're doing vinyasa, but, or and, can we also do some yin? Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so for a while I even like didn't teach any yang practices, even with my, my training, which can be quite yang. Um, I kept it very lunar, very feminine and yin for a long time because I was going through my own self-practice was very lunar and very yin. So it made no sense for me to show up, you know, if I'm deep into a lunar yin practice and then I show up and I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to do a fierce yang practice. Like, yeah, I could deliver that, but it's not going to be the same delivery mm. as if. I'm fully in that train and I'm like mm. channeling and transmitting to you from there. So yeah, so it's about, it's about understanding what, uh, what you need every day and then giving yourself permission to give yourself that. Yeah, it sounds like it really starts with honoring yourself first and foremost mm. yes. and honoring where you're at and where you would like to be. Um, and finding the best way to get there, which also I, I love how you said something about fun earlier. Like, oh, I get so annoyed sometimes in the spiritual community how everything is always about work and trauma and healing. And it's like, can we just have some bloody freaking fun here, people? Like, can we just have a laugh and like joy, laughter, fun, and play? There's so much um, healing that can be accessed through all of that. You know? Yes, I was just talking about that in my online circle last night. Uh, the conclusion for this Libra season was like, do whatever you need to do for more play and more joy. And we have to prioritize that, guys. Like, it's not, it's not like it's, like it's time to prioritize that for real. Like now. Like now, like it's not a joke. Like yesterday I was in such a dark hole because I, had no boundaries with my social media and I spent way too much time on it and I got super sucked into the darkness of the world and it's like ah this is not helpful yeah. and so yeah there's the dark is there and it's being blasted on our tv screens every hour of the day we know that so can we cultivate our joy mm -hmm. can we can we cultivate like the medicine that is laughter mm -hmm and celebration like can we keep celebrating ourselves can we keep celebrating the fact that we're making it through every single day of this right. crazy time here on earth like that's pretty epic and like i think we need to normalize you know celebrating each other like for everything and anything mm. because it's an epic feat being here yeah yeah so, thanks for saying that i totally agree um, I want to hear from you because I know that you have something big coming up. I would love it if you would share what, because I know you're getting into something kind of new. Um, and I would love if you would share maybe a little invitation. I would love to. So the main thing that's coming up that I'm very excited about is in 10 days and it is my day retreat. It's my first day retreat here in London. So it's made for the Londoner who can't take time off to go on a retreat, who can't find the time, who don't think they deserve the time. 
Um, so it's really like a no brainer. Um, it's in a gorgeous, gorgeous space, um, which is just 15 minutes from Waterloo. So very accessible and it's going to be the most nourishing day. So we'll do some gentle yoga, intuitive movement. There'll be some grounding breath work. We're going to do a little workshop as well after lunch so we can digest our little food. And it's, it's a workshop I've called self-love beyond the bubble bath mm, I like, that. like that. And so it's maybe looking at the other things that we maybe not typically call self-love um, like a challenging conversation, mm-hmm. um, which is a very, you know, can be a very great act of self-love. So there'll be that. And then we'll also chant mantra uh, together. We're also going to do a rose tea ceremony, sound healing. I mean, you'll leave there feeling refreshed, feeling renewed, and just a little bit more like yourself. So mm. that sounds like your jam and something you want and something you need or a friend then please come come along i'd love to have you amazing thank you for sharing i can only say that being in your energy is a delight and i haven't experienced a day retreat with you but i have done day retreats here in mexico city and they are truly transformative if you don't have time to go away for a few days and sit in a cabin in the woods and do your thing like a day retreat is just amazing so i can only urge everybody to come along and before we wrap up i have one final question that i feel like we've um maybe a little bit answered already but i just want to check in and get really precise because i ask this question of every guest what is your vision my dear nina of the new earth many of what many things of what we discussed but if there was one thing to i guess conclude with i think it's just awareness Hmm. everyone having awareness for themselves where do you end and where does the other begin which actually is self-responsibility yeah and that's my jam (laughs) yes it's self-responsibility it's knowing that what is your work to do what is your thing to look at and knowing when it's not yours and when it's someone else's Mm. Um, and I think the more we can be um yeah in right relationship with our responsibility with our self-responsibility i think the the world would be very different and i i love that on both a, a micro let's say on an individual level and on a macro level you know what i mean like if some of the world governments and institutions and organizations would get their nose out of a lot of things they shouldn't be meddling in perhaps we wouldn't be in this um perfect storm of the end of this era that we are, perhaps we would already be delivering this beautiful vision for a new earth where we are all self-responsible, where we are aware. Um, And I do want to hearken back to something that you brought up. We are already there if we choose to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Heaven on earth is here. Yeah. 
because there is no more future whatever it is a now moment that's all we got peeps (laughs) yeah so work with this now moment that's it there's nothing else you can do yeah yeah um i want to end it there um i think that there's a lot that we've brought to the table in this conversation and there's a lot of um ideas that I hope will percolate for people and invite them into this now moment with this awareness. Um, So as we wrap up, Nina, where, if people would like to continue this conversation with you personally, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? The best way would be through my email or social media on Instagram. So my Instagram is at yiflow, Y-I-F-L-O-W. And my website is the same, yeflow.co.uk. I will link your contacts in the show notes. And I'm so grateful for you for being with me today and for having this conversation and opening your heart and your energy to talk about these mm, maybe easy, but also quite challenging topics. So thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for all of the work that you do. I love the podcast and I'm so excited to tune in to the next episode. Thanks, darling. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you loved this episode, leave a review or share to a friend because sharing is caring. As always, I would love to hear your takeaway from today's MJ's Magic Hour. So drop me a DM on Instagram, Magdalena Jensen underscore coach. If you have been considering coaching, I would be thrilled to support you to create sustainable change in your life. Feel free to check out my website, www.magdalenajensen.com and let's chat. It all starts with a conversation. Take care of yourself and sending love.